Turn up the volume. We're crossing live to the sports desk. What's fresh? What's making waves? Let's find out. 28 minutes away from 12 o'clock. Time for the Polaris Sports Desk, where we won't be talking 9 for 2 off 2.2 overs, I am sure. We might talk about cricket, though. The Polaris Sports Desk uh, with Polaris. Polaris special offers are on now at your local Polaris dealer. With a career, nine wickets to his name. Here's Louis Herman Watt. Uh, yeah, career. No, none, not even. Um, let's start. You've just picked up a story which I was just reading uh, there as well around Ian Foster. We'll get to that in a second. But let's do some uh, cricket. Let's stick with the cricket. And Tim Southey. We're going to really need Tim Southey. Finn, at the ready. We're going to need Tim Southey um, because, well, we're obviously short in bowling stocks. And yeah, he was short of a gallop. He's definitely got the class and the runs on the board to suggest that he's going to be able to get back somewhere near his best. And the good thing about Tim Southey is he has been involved in many an IPL campaign. So at least he understands the conditions. Uh, here is him talking ahead of the match against Pakistan. Uh, yeah, dangerous side. Um, they've, um, they've had a, a bit of a mixed tournament, but they've shown their class in, the, in a few of the games that they've played. So um, we know they're a dangerous side. We've played a lot against them over the last the last sort of 12 months, it, it feels. So, um, yeah, it should be a, a great game, as, um, as, as most games in this tournament have been. Yeah, but I don't want a great game, Tim. Here's what I want. Here's what I want. I want you to win the toss. And I want you to score 370, and I want you to bowl them out for under 150, <laughs> just like what happened to us on Wednesday. <laughs> Man, there's been some hidings. Like, there's been some apps. We got a pants-down toweling, didn't we? Absolute yeah. toweling. Absolute yeah. toweling. England's I had thought he six bowled all right in his first spell. I thought I thought he, you know, dragged one down short, but and everyone got tap in the second half. Like I don't know if you've seen it. Quinton Decock shot to go to a hundred is just so oh, yeah. hilariously like cricketing porn. Easy. It's like when that guy got going, and he took a long time to get going. Um, that that is a frighteningly powerful batting lineup, and we got tonked. So flush the dunny, move on. I, I must admit, Jeremy Coney far less, far more rational than you and I, Louis. We've been up no. and down on the emotional roller coaster. You can understand why Jerry actually made it to the top and kept into the top. Very calm, very level headed. We're just emotional wrecks. Yeah, well, Jimmy says, can we get more of Jerry Coney? He's a brilliant analyst and doesn't uh, bow down to uh, anyone. And it's true, and we will get more of Jerry, because here's the thing. We've got the um, we've got the home, we're the home of cricket this summer for New Zealand cricket. And you're right, He the way he said, well, we're probably going as we should have expected, made me feel so stupid and yeah, like I've been so irrational and got so <laughs> excited and, and then down. Um, you know... <laughs> Rationality is something as New Zealanders in sport that we sometimes lose touch with. And there's a great example of that. Today, that's just come up on stuff. They've written a story off the interview that Ian Foster's given to News Talk ZB's favourite radio station this morning. Um, he said, I wouldn't say there was a lack of trust. I think when you think you've got plan B in your pocket, sometimes you don't back plan A probably as much as you should. This is obviously talking about NZR having Scott Robertson there. Um, and I think that is probably a little bit unfair to how bad the All Blacks were when New Zealand rugby decided okay. to make this decision. So they wanted to, he, he's suggesting that they should have backed plan A. Like more. Which is going great. Is that your interpretation? Which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, when you think about it. Because plan A sucked as far as results. 
And I think New Zealand rugby would have been well within their rights to make sweeping changes, like compl- like move on from Plan A because Plan A hadn't produced, and, you know, results driven business. They went to Plan B, Fozzie, and you were in Plan B. They went to Plan B, didn't they? They they, they got rid of assistant coaches, so they're back to Plan B. Who had Plan A in it? Like they they backed him in the end, didn't they? What, they was it untidy him. and messy in the back? Absolutely. Both, both things can be true, though, right? Yep, they Plan probably made... Plan A did not work, right? We're all, we're all in agreement. Plan A did not work. Plan B worked. And Plan C is Scott Razor Robinson, who's taking over. Uh, one thing he has said is, I had a couple of options about what his next job is. This is Ian Foster, before the World Cup, that I basically said, if you want to talk to me, you have to wait till after the World Cup. I respect the hell out of that. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, on your cool. point... On your point, yes, if Ian Foster has an issue with the way that the team, that the initial job was decided, where Scott Robertson and Ian Foster had to come with their teams ready, which split the talent and he ended up with John Plumtree and Brad Moore and maybe not the ideal staff, yeah, that is that is the that is the issue here. Uh, the fact yeah. he was given the, the right resource halfway through the tenure and, and got made to suffer through what was quite an embarrassing episode in South Africa when the CEO has turned up to terminate your job, but then you win, so he sits on a Zoom with 50 medias of the member and kind of fumbles around. I mean, that whole experience would have been so uncomfortable. And I, one thing that is really important to remember is that nothing was personal that I ever came across from the media towards Ian Foster. Actually, a lot of the time, when anyone, any, anyone ever started to talk about Ian Foster's performance, what did they do, Daniel? They actually prefixed it by saying, Fozzie's a great guy, and <laughs> then they would go well, on I, to criticise him. I tend to prefix with he's a good coach, and I know rugby players are really good at this, only listening to the negative things people have said about them uh, and mm. forgetting uh, the positives. He, he was a really good candidate when he originally got the job. He's a really good rugby coach. I, I think that's obvious. Um, what do I base that on? Speaking to players who played under him, players I really respect, players who played at the top level, who all think he's a really good rugby coach. But rugby coaching is, is not just about one person anymore. It, it's about your collective. It's about your collective. And unfortunately, our collective was a little bit lacking. Plan A was lacking. Plan B worked. Yeah, and, and, and that's... One point and, short. And, the, and that's not the... And this is... So I'll just finish up here. And with that in mind, this... Again, there's a difference. There should you should be able to differentiate between criticism and people um, doing their jobs, like you're doing your job, and what is unfair treatment. Because he, this is the last quote that I'll read. The support that I've had is phenomenal. I think you've got to differentiate between some factions of the media and the rugby public as two different audiences. Well, well, I can I can, t- I, I can tell you this, Foster, and I know you don't care. There's quarters of the New Zealand um, public who have been far, far harsher and mean um, than members of the media. Mm. I've read it. I've seen it. I've received messages on this text machine, and I don't read them out. Right? But me saying results are X, Y, Z, we should do this. What would Our opinion? We're not entitled to our opinions? Well, that's where you're wrong. We, we are, we always will be, and I respect everyone's right to an opinion. Yep, um, a couple of texts. Have... Disagree with me? Yeah. 
a couple of texts are coming through straight away. This is where we'll wrap this up. Let's not forget Fozzie picked his own assistance. Yep, that's what we're talking about. Uh, the backing was done by the players for Foster and then Union back down. No glory for the Union. They cowered under pressure. Pete, yeah, a couple of good points. Right, let's uh, finish with the multi. TAB.co.nz is where we're putting this multi on. It's Smithy's Friday freebie. I asked you for the feel-good bet of the weekend. Um, these were the legs that Daniel I and Alex Chapman have chosen. Alex Chapman first. The Orlando Magic to beat the Utah Jazz by five points, $2.28. Me, because we had so many of these nominations and I was already thinking along this way, Legato boosted to finish top three in the Golden Eagle for $10 million at $3.20. Daniel, what did you like? Well, England might be bottom of the table and already are effectively out of the Cricket World Cup after five losses in six matches. And they take on their old uh, nemesis, Australia, in their next game. And Australia can mathematically end England's world title defence um, on Saturday in India. But Joe Root says he would still choose England's 11 over Australia's every day. And I quote, man for man, I'd have this team every day over the Australians. We might not have played as well as we can, but we play our best stuff. But when we play our best stuff, the best teams struggle to compete with us. Okay, Joe, I'm backing you, mate. England to beat Australia. What, is that paying $48? <laughs> no. It's, is it? It's not. It's paying $2.25, head-to-head. So they're outsiders. Okay. So so the market doesn't think that statement is as wild as um, we might when we first hear it or read it, like I did at 6 o'clock this morning when I had a I, very look, good there, chuckle and nearly drove off the road. There would be weirder things to happen than, than England getting up to beat Australia. So Legado, top yep. three, boosted, 320. Orlando Magic, $2.28 to win by five against the Jazz. Uh, England head-to-head at 2.25. And thank you so much for all your text messages. You've made me so, feel so much better about all the wonderful options. Yes, Mark. Tom Latham, top run scorer. Gee, that'd be a thing of beauty. But Logan has said, Kiwis 1-12 to against the Kangaroos. They won't like this weather, and we will bounce back after last week. That would be fantastic. Paying a whopping $5. Four legs, $50 bonus bet for 4K. Logan, it's all yours. Thanks for texting. Thanks for listening. If it gets up, that's the sports desk. And that was the TAB Smithies Friday Freebie Multi. Brilliant stuff. Um, player of sports desk. Get a free roof, windscreen, rear panel, wiper kit, and tow hitch valued at $5,000 on a Polaris Ranger 1000. A harness racing's up next.